Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Kimmy Culp, and I am the host of All the Wiser and A Little Wiser, and I am here yet again with my producer, Erica Gerard. It's almost like a thing that I'm here now. It's it's totally become a thing. <laughs> um, it's like our date night, but it's on a podcast. Oh, I love it. Yes, very intimate. So today we are going to focus on a fascinating and terrifying subject, which is stalking. Dun, dun, dun. Like, like this, like the cue, the sound effect. Um, <laughs> so last week's interview was with Kathleen Gallagher. And if you haven't listened, please go back and listen. And it's really an incredible story of survival. And Kathleen essentially in college gets this phone call out of nowhere, vaguely recognizes the voice of someone she went to high school with. She had no relationship with this um, boy slash man whatsoever. And the decade that followed, she was habitually stalked and he would sort of go away for periods of time and then she would open the door and he's the pizza man. I mean, there's one part of the episode where in my head it was a full movie. I mean, she sees him from her apartment with her girlfriend in Santa Monica and I know the street. I live, I live a mile from it. And looks down and sees him with a gun. And they scale to the rooftop patio and are jumping from patio to patio while he is attempting to come up to get her. So, I mean, what she went through is is just unbelievable. And then she dedicated her life, which we're going to talk about, to safety and personal safety. Which, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, pain becomes purpose. And I think it's very cathartic for for people who've been through things to then find purpose in what they've, you know, make sense of what they've been through and maybe um, know that they're, in this case, insanely difficult time ultimately educated them to be of service to others. I, I admittedly, I, I'm not super familiar with stalking in terms of you know, uh, the the profile of a stalker as well as what our current anti-stalking laws are that we have on the books. So I did a little bit of research and I'd love to just share with you the profile of a stalker, what a stalker looks like. Not physically look like. What is their psyche? Psyche. Yes. Thank you. So sometimes they've had a relationship with the victim, but mostly they have not. They just have a desire to be in a relationship with someone who's typically an acquaintance, not someone that they typically know very well. And they become obsessed. They they are constantly thinking about the victim and fantasizing about the victim. And, you know, sometimes it's in a, I love you, I want to marry you type of way. And then Sometimes it's, I want revenge upon you for not loving me in return. And these are people that have typically experienced a history of 
rejection, failed relationships. Um, they very much lack social skills and they have often trouble communicating with others, but they're intelligent. They're smart people. So that allows them to carefully plan all of their stalking behavior. So they keep their eye on the prize. They stay motivated by thinking that their victim is the only one that they can ever love or that they just really want to enact revenge against someone who has hurt them. And narcissistic, I saw, read, read there, which is, seems what obvious if you would cause that much pain in someone's life. And on the opposite end of victims or potential victims, this is really, as I said, Kathleen has dedicated her life to this work. And some of it, you know, it starts with obvious, and I think it's a word that's used a lot and sometimes gets disregarded, but just pick a different word, gut, whatever it may be, and that's intuition. Trust your intuition. The first moment you pick up on something that feels off, it's off. And I'm going to just tell a very quick story of a friend who high school, you know, walking down the street, approached by somebody who says, you know, we're casting a movie and I love your look and I would really love to, you know, have a meeting and and follow up. My people, you know, how can we get in touch with you? And she gets the follow up and it is, they say, to meet at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And you know, she's kind of like, hasn't even looked into this, necessarily thought about it. And she ends up about to go and decides not to because she just had something off. And after the Harvey Weinstein thing comes out, it ends up that it was, in fact, Harvey Weinstein who had stopped her. <gasps> no way. Yes. And the film was Traffic. And if you look, I can't remember the actress, but she's blonde and young, just like my friend was at the time. But instinct, right? Like some people be, oh, what a wonderful opportunity. Go to a hotel room. I'm in Hollywood. Um, and instead she she didn't. And then all those years later to have that that affirmation is pretty crazy. So trusting your intuition, if somebody you are picking up on something where any sort of fear or adrenaline or fight or flight comes in your body, um, remove yourself from the situation. The other thing I thought was really interesting was, and I was going to ask this question, and I'm so glad I didn't, because you talked about the profile of a stalker. And I was going to ask Kathleen about the profile of a victim. But what that does is really say that it's someone's fault that they've done something or they've behaved right. in a way. Yeah. And it is, in fact, <laughs> you know, not the fault of the victim. These people are disturbed. And one of the things that she's saying is this idea of becoming your own case detective and documenting everything, you know, reaching out, deeply engaging with who's ever assigned, you know, to your case, saving anything, even if it's like a freaky, you know, slash neck teddy bear that's been left on your door, but documenting everything so you build a case. So eventually when your stalker is brought to justice, you have a case to provide to prosecutors. But even the act of that to me is empowering, right? It's like you've been you the loss of control and that when you feel empowered, like I am documenting, I am smart, I am intelligent, I am building a case to protect myself. And so, you know, I, I think that's really a important point. And interesting things like if you're being followed, 
the last place you should go is home. And as obvious as that seems, I think if if you had all your wits about you, but my guess is if I was, I don't know, walking the dog late at night or running and somebody was behind me, I would pick up the pace and I would run quickly home. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know, maybe you don't, you know, you don't do that. You go to a neighbor's and knock on the door or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, peel into the fire department or go into the, you know, wherever it may be. I don't think that's obvious at all. I would have, I would probably have done the same thing. I probably would have gone home, run home. Yes. Yes. She talked about distraction in general and being aware of your surroundings. And if you are a human being (laughs) in um, 2020, you may be quarantined and not seeing any other human beings, but we know what the world looks like. We're all looking down. We're all looking at our phones while we're crossing the the streets, while Mm -hmm. we're, we're all guilty of it. You're running to the grocery store, you know, the sun has set, you're looking at your phone for, you know, the text of what you need to grab it. it, And that is a risk. And I talked about in the interview that has an added benefit from a society standpoint, not only from safety, but from us just being not only aware, but aware of who we're walking by to maybe just say hi and see a friendly face or aware of picking up on something that feels off or aware of something that looks like it may be happening to someone. So that intuition, that awareness, um, if you if you sense something, don't go home. If you do you know, end up in this situation where you start to sense that someone is stalking you to really be thoughtful about building that case, building that evidence and and documenting everything. Yeah. I loved what she said about tools that you can use to be more aware of your surroundings. And one of the examples she used was reflections. Uh, You know, if you think about it, when you're walking by a storefront, you can still see reflections through the glass or through the windows, or even in your cell phone. If you're holding your cell phone up, you can hold it up so that you can see a reflection of what's going on behind you. And just to use these tools that are there out in the world to just be more cognizant. um, And that's something I didn't consider that's super important. Yeah. And she also talks about kind of your greatest fear. I have a lot of you know, friends who have, you know, spouses or partners that travel and they have hate being in a house by themselves or by themselves with their kids. I have a husband who travels or traveled a ton. So I'm very used to it. But I did, I would wake up in the middle of the night and you hear something, right? And you're like, oh my God, I'm by myself. You know, I've got these three kids. What do I do? And she says, like, really dig into your worst fear and then act on it. So, and and also not living in fear, but living in empowerment. So as like paranoid as it may sound, think about if someone was in the house, what's my escape route? How do I get out? You know what? Maybe I should get a ladder for a fire. And if anything happens, I know I could get to the kid's room quickly. And so then if there's something that happens in an instant and it sort of gives you a sense of calm when you wake up from, you know, a, a noise, you say, okay, I can breathe. You know, I, I, you, you feel empowered versus afraid. She kept doing the distinction between women shouldn't walk around being afraid. They should walk around being empowered. And exactly. And, and mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I do want to just discuss because she really, basically the stalking laws in this country were the foundation of them was Kathleen's story and her case. And at the time, the legislator who was looking to get these laws um, in place 
and the legislation in place had a hard time finding stalking victims to help build the case in Washington and and um in California because most of them had died at the hands of their stalker. So she survived and she went on to change laws. But before we wrap up, I I do want to just have you sort of high level talk about where we are today cuz cuz Kathleen was so instrumental in that. Yes. So she worked with United States Congressman Ed Royce, who introduced the very first anti-stalking laws in 1990. And her stalking case really took place over the course of the 80s. And there was nothing on the books at that point. So she was kind of left on her own out there to figure this thing out by herself, which is why she's become such an expert in the matter. But um you know, she she did live in California, and California was the very first state to criminalize stalking, um, and she did contribute to that legislation that was passed in 1990. And then within three years of that legislation passing in California, every other state in the United States followed suit, and now there are stalking laws in all 50 states which is great. There are also a couple of federal anti-stalking laws. They're a little bit more precarious um, because they have to do, in order for it to be charged as a federal felony, the stalker would need to cross state lines to stalk or harass someone. But, you know, thank God that we have some support and help for people who are experiencing this type of terrifying, terrifying behavior. Yeah, because it's living in impending fear. Um, well, thank you for all of that. And if you are looking for any more information, whether it's you um, just wanting to think about your personal safety or you have sensed something off or know somebody you know who's experiencing something that, that is evoking fear in their life, Kathleen has a website with tons of resources. Um, that is safetychick.com. So you can check that out. And if you have had a personal experience with a stalker that you would like to share with us, we would love to hear it. You can send us a voice memo and email it to hello at allthewiserpodcast.com or just send us a message on Instagram at allthewiserpodcast. Does it count when you're trying to work in your office and your seven-year-old lies vertical and talks <laughs> under the door and says, mom, mom, mom? <laughs> Because I kind of feel like I'm being stalked. Yes. I think um, you're probably not alone. Probably most moms are yeah. like, technically, oh my God. I'm, technically, I'm being, I'm being stalked by, by small people. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to wrap. I know, Erica, you wanted to read a listener review, which I get super awkward listening. So thank you in advance for that. Yeah. So we, I would like to, you know, I love to give you guys shout outs on here. And I loved this one from Mom of Trace. Mom of Trace. That's I believe Trace that's Mom three. of Three. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says... Freshman Ma- Spanish, Erica. <laughs> I know. I took French. Sorry. Um, my me time. I started listening to this podcast a few months ago, and I'm hooked. As a busy mom, I tend to not have much time for myself. This podcast gives me that me time. Well, I don't know how we are somehow creating more time for mom of trace but i'm really stoked that you feel that way 
I agree. Thank you, Mom of Trace. And I love that we are creating more me time because you deserve it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We can't wait to bring you next week's episode. And if you don't already, please check us out on Instagram. We are constantly sharing pictures and videos and hearing that people love seeing our guests and their stories brought to life visually. So we are at All the Wiser Podcast on Instagram. All right. Thanks, Kimmy. It was an awkward long pause. Okay, um, I know you want to sign off, Erica, but we have not come up with one. So I'm just going to say peace out, and I will see you on our next Wednesday, a little wiser date. Uh, I look forward to it. Um, I'll wear something special just for you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right, everyone. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.